From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shana Gallego with your latest news. Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton says government is focused on finding solutions to the problems the islands are facing, from the cost of living to the rapid increasing population. Radio Cayman's April Cummings has more. Cayman has seen some dramatic growth in the post-COVID recovery, with 8,000 people moving to the islands between October 2021 and October 2022. 8,000. That is a challenge for any country and any government to, to manage is a challenge for any society. Compare that to 16,000 people in population growth over the past decade. Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton says. This is straining systems. Um, we certainly have not been prepared to handle a surge of that type. Um, I think everyone is clear and understands the impacts and the issues that it has been generating across the board. In his recent address to the business community at the parliamentary luncheon, the Premier acknowledges there is work to be done, but says his government is in a good position to work on solutions to these challenges, in part because of the state of the Cayman Islands economy. Two years ago, we were living in a closed economy with high unemployment and depleted government finances that was barely recovering from the worst global pandemic in a century. Today, our economy is growing again, and we can boast of a budget surplus, the lowest unemployment record in decades, and a thriving business sector. The Premier says going forward, his government aims to communicate its desired outcomes more clearly, ensuring that everyone in the islands has a better understanding of what government is trying to achieve on our behalf. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. Governments plan to attract more competition for capital works projects in the BRAC includes building a residential hall for construction workers. Radio Cayman's Crossley Fuller reports. MPs got the update when discussing some $2.4 million in supplemental funding approved by Cabinet for the Ministry of District Administration and Lands for the 2022 financial year. Acting Chief Officer Wilbur Welcome. Is um, part of a joint procurement with the Ministry of Education. It is a facility we're attempting to build which would support future capital projects in Cayman Brack um, and Little Cayman. As members may be aware, we're having significant issues attracting major contractors to undertake major capital projects in the sister islands and this was seen as an endeavor to entice them over so essentially we were building quote-unquote a temporary residential area which would dovetail as a hurricane shelter as well as sports tourism facility and a hospitality training center so that's what the funding was for. Minister responsible, the Honorable Juliana O'Connor Connolly, told MPs and Finance Committee there are considerable works needed for the construction of a new high school in the BRAC, as well as upgrades to the airport and hospital. But to have those major contracts there, with the limited capacity that we have with hotels, it would take up, for example, the whole of that Alexander or BRAC Caribbean or BRAC Reef for a period of a year to a month which would not go with what we want with the encouraging the domestic and the national tourism coming over to those facilities. The residential hall, once no longer in use for the planned construction projects, would be utilized for other purposes. After those projects are completed, then it would be used for a hospitality training area, an extension of our capacity for hurricane capacity, as well as diversification of the tourism project, where we would be seeking to attract professional players during their winter season to come to the RAC and utilize the very modern sports complex that we have there, including the swimming pool. The total appropriation, including the supplemental, was just over $6.5 million in 2022. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. 
A 21-year-old woman may be slapped with prison time if convicted of making a false report. Police confirm the 21-year-old of Georgetown has been formally charged with making a false report contrary to the Police Act 2021 revision. The charge stems from an incident back in December 2022 where the woman is accused of placing a call to 911 and making a report of a robbery which had not taken place. Officials say it is believed that the false report was made in order to assist other persons in evading police. She is expected to appear in court on July 24th and, if convicted, is liable to a fine of $3,000 or imprisonment for one year. The RCIPS is reminding the public that it is an offense to make a false report to the police or to assist persons in evading police pursuit or arrest. Any such activity will be investigated fully by the RCIPS with a view to prosecuting the persons involved. The Health Services Authority of the Cayman Islands recently announced it had received the Joint Commission International Gold Seal of Approval. JCI accreditation is internationally recognized as a symbol of quality. We went through a rigorous process, a rigorous evaluation process, and we were quite successful. And we met the standards and may have even exceeded the standards in some respects. And, you know, it, it shows our dedication to continuous improvement as well. On Radio Caymans for the Record this morning, Dr. Karina Davis-Irons tells listeners it is a big deal for HSA, but it is not a one and done. We are now able to benchmark ourselves with other institutions that are also JCI accredited, which is good. And this will allow for us to have continuous improvement. So it's not just one step. It's not just passing this evaluation, but also reevaluating on a constant basis, improving, taking it a step further each time to ensure that we're always giving our patients what is described as best practice medicine. Dr. Davis Irons says the JCI accreditation and the gold seal signifies dedication to quality health care. Hazard Management Cayman Islands HMCI is teaming up with the Department of Children and Family Services DCFS to ensure our most vulnerable population is safe when the next big storm hits. We're very concerned about the welfare, particularly of our seniors, elderly people, um, kind of during and in, uh, and following the impact from from hurricanes in particular. You know, worried about continuity of care issues. We recognize it's a difficult environment uh, to be in, like in a post-hurricane uh, situation. And as we age, we lose our, some of our senses, like our ability to smell and taste and um, our ability and our hearing. And so this makes everything a little bit more challenging. HMCI's Communications Public Awareness and Training Officer Simon Boxel tells Radio Cayman they've rolled out three presentations across the island. And so far, it's been an incredible turnout. The Georgetown West Bay one, we had probably 100 people show up, but uh, we only had room for 70 people. At the meeting location, we then moved out to Savannah um, and did one there, the Savannah United Church. Again, we had uh, about 75 people. Last night, we were out in Bodentown um, at the Church of God, and we had a really good turnout there. Again, 50. Tomorrow night, we're heading out to East End to the East End Civic Center. So, if you're a caregiver looking out for, you know, looking after an older person in our community, we really encourage you to come along. It's at 6:30. 
6.30 in the evening. Caregivers will be provided with a family plan, a medical alert kit, and other information on resources. Caregivers will need to register via email at dcfs at gov.ky or by calling 949-0290. The next training will be held tomorrow night, that's June 22nd, at the East End Civic Center starting 6.30 p.m. The last meeting on Grand Cayman happens on June 29th in Northside at the Cradock Ebanks Civic Center. Attendees are expected to receive a certificate of attendance. Refreshments will be provided. The National Egg Strategy, NEST, moves into operational mode to increase the safety and quality of local egg production. More from Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins. It's a key component of government's plan to address the development of the domestic egg sector in the Cayman Islands. Minister for Planning, Agriculture, Housing and Infrastructure, Honorable Jay Ebanks, whose team is leading the initiative, said the aim of NEST was to increase market share of local eggs, improve market access for all local table egg producers and certify egg farms across the islands. The NEST moved into an implementation phase last year with some important accomplishments on the the road to achieving the goal of the program. For the first time ever, food safety quality standards for egg layers operations were created. The Cayman Islands Poultry Standards Layer Operations 2022, an upgraded 2023 version, will be published in the third quarter of 2023. A pilot group to test these standards was established with 16 commercial farmers whose farms are currently producing over 60% of local table egg production, a minimum of 200 birds each, representing a total of approximately 105,000 dozens of eggs annually. The ultimate aim is to certify all egg producers across the Cayman Islands, and a poultry expert was recruited and onboarded to contribute to the formal documentation procedure and to guide the farmers and support the expansion of this initiative to improve local egg safety and quality assurance, thereby increasing consumer confidence in domestically produced eggs. I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm Shana Gallego.